prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Badges? I don't have to show you any stinking badges! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And hi there, ho there, everybody. Desk cleaning day here on the Chris Salcedo Show. Oh, where'd the music go? Oh, there it is. Wait. What, way back to that. Bring it up a little bit. I, just, <laughs> I, uh, I like to groove on Friday. 888-933-93-888. We have somebody else running the technical side today, folks. So I'm being difficult. Bad host. 888-933-93-888-900-3393. In touch with the show you can be. I sound like Yoda all of a sudden. You can get in touch with the show by going to uh, uh, social media. The Facebook page is The Chris Salcedo Show. On Twitter, at Chris Salcedo TX, at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X. Now, getting the show live, easy to do, theblaze.com slash radio, Blaze Radio smartphone app, or the iHeartRadio app, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher for on-demand listening. Um, let me apologize while I'm thinking about it, for the scratchiness in my voice, you get one uh, one system that rolls through an area and differing pressure and it just wreaks havoc with my voice. So I, if it sounds like I'm straining or pushing or cracking a little bit, it's probably because I am. The voice, not, not mentally. Mentally, I'm all here. Well, 80% here because 20% is already... Having that first cold brewski to celebrate the nation's independence. By the way, go to theblaze.com, click on the channel section, and you will uh, see our presence there. Make sure that you follow and uh, see what we're up to on a daily basis on the program. Time for the flip around, and well, there seems to be a decent mix today. We'll start off with Fox News. Very cool to the idea of splitting, repeal, and replace of Obamacare. On the conservative side, Kentucky's Rand Paul tweeted today, I have spoken to at real Donald Trump, the president's Twitter handle, and Senate leadership about this and agree, let's keep our word to repeal, then work on replacing right away. Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and his team continue trying to find a path to 50 votes to pass the Senate GOP health care package. I think there will be uh, various um, proposals, pieces submitted to the CBO to get their feedback and you know what the impacts are going to be both with respect to uh, coverages and costs and that sort of thing. The CBO or Congressional Budget Office will provide estimates of the price and impact of those proposals. All right. So what's going on here is the we told you was it yesterday or the day before last. I think it was yesterday. That Senator Rand Paul had a meeting with, with Donald Trump, and he said it was very productive, and he suggested that it be split up, the repeal of Obamacare, into two sections. And that the first section would be to keep the promise that so many of these Republicans campaigned on and get rid of this destructive and cancerous law. And then part two would be coming up with a replacement and you can open up the floor to Democrats and Republicans basically starting over from scratch. Now there are a couple of problems with this approach. 
Oh, wait a minute. I'm so, I'm seeing something here on what was that? Hold on a minute. I got Hold on. I got to go back to the Fox News channel. And oh, somebody almost knocked a lamp over in um <laughs> in the Oval Office and 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 nobody was at all happy about it. Hold, hold on a minute. Let me let, I, I, I'm seeing one feed at one speed, another at another. Hold on, we'll, we'll get to this. Hold Is on. there a solution that both the moderate and conservative Republicans can agree upon? We'll talk with a reporter who covers Congress and says senators could face even more pressure when they're back home from the fourth break. That's next. But first, a moment you may have missed today. It turns out President Trump's longtime bodyguard and current White House aide, Keith Schiller, you may have heard about him, has some quick reflexes. He can protect not only the president, but also the furniture. Watch here what happened as reporters jostled for position in the Oval Office. And keep an eye on the right-hand side of your screen. I save. Wow. Uh, well, you got, let me narrate what, you, what this video is showing. Uh, everybody is, these reporters are trying to get into position. They're shoving past one another, and they shove somebody into a lamp there in the Oval Office. And the bodyguard that was mentioned by Shep Smith there reaches in and, and saves the lamp from falling down. And a voice can be heard. You guys heard it. Guys, don't shove. Don't shove. Bunch of kids in the White House press corps. Let's get over to MSNBS. ...feasible with the congressional makeup that we've got right now. I don't think it is either. And here's the problem. This is a rescue mission. And while we're st- taking all this time to get this bill put together... This program continues to fall apart. You give it another year and it's going to fall all the way apart. They're talking about Obamacare. Uh, of course, it is a it, it is a terrible law, as I was uh, alluding to. And the problem with Rand Paul's solution, though, I might like it politically. Uh, I might like it as a as a a mechanism to say, well, we kept our promises. We got rid of Obamacare. Obamacare did severe damage to this country and in, into the insurance industry in particular. So to sit there, it, I mean, it's not the same situation that it was back in 2009. So to just to turn it all off and say everything's back, you know, to the way it was, well, it's not. There needs to be a transition. And you know what we've advocated for a long time here on this program is that if you're going to repeal Obamacare, any replace bill should have a sunset. It should be structured to usher back in competition. And that's it. And then once that's done, all subsidies go away. All taxpayer money being devoted to it go away. The whole program goes away. Because the government doesn't need to be involved in health care. Period. End of sentence. So... What, what Rand Paul's solution does is if, if it is repealed first and there's nothing there and the pain starts, the Democrats aren't going to be in the mood to, to do anything because now the, the Republicans own it, right? That's why it's got to be done politically, a repeal and replace. Or do nothing at all. Let's get over to CNN. 
thoughts between the U.S. president and cable news anchors. Well, the American president also had a busy day on the foreign policy front. He met with the president of South Korea, Moon, at the White House earlier. It was a very important meeting because it comes amid growing concern over North Korea's nuclear program and its behavior in the region. President Trump called Kim Jong-un's regime brutal and reckless and... He declared an end to the era of strategic patience. The era of strategic patience with the North Korean regime has failed. Many years and it's failed. You guys remember what strategic patience was. It was Barack Obama's way of uh, saying, let me be clear, I'm lazy, I don't want to do anything. So that's, that's what strategic patience was. We'll just ignore the problem. That's what strategic patience was. There was nothing strategic about it, and there, there was no exercise of patience. It was just ignoring a rogue regime developing nuclear weapons and a delivery system to, to blow them up over their enemies. So uh, strategic patience was, again, an excuse for the previous administration not to act on bad actors, and uh, it deserves to go the way of the dinosaur. And thankfully, to President Trump's credit, it goes away. All right, coming up on the Chris Salcedo Show, it's desk cleaning day, folks, so I have a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, we'll once again revisit Sarah Huckabee Sanders and her explanations to for the tweeting that uh, Donald Trump was doing. Also, something I didn't get a chance to get to all week long, but I really want to get to, which is, which is this idea that the Democrats are now starting to stall. The Democrats are starting to stall because now attention is turning to what they did in the last administration to potentially and illegally surveil American citizens, unmask and surveil American citizens. And they don't want to go down this road. Back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo Show, here in the blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. to the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. A little programming note, uh, of course, the third and fourth, a lot of people making it a four-day weekend, as is the Blaze. Fantastic special coming up, hosted by Doc. Uh, so I hope you guys can make it part of your barbecuing schedule, having it on the background. As uh, this is the last show before the long celebration of our country's independence. There is something pinned to the top of the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. It's called Ship of Fools, and there's an awful lot going on in this. This is something for you to look at, laugh at, and share. So head to the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page, check it out, and um, that will be that. There are some, uh, before I get into the tweets and all this kind of stuff from yesterday, some things that rolled across my desk earlier today that, uh, how should I put this? Uh, have me scratching my head. In the state in which I broadcast in Texas, there's a a city called Kaufman. You've got uh, the police department putting in the words uh, putting the words "in God we trust" on the back of their vehicles, and of course, the anti God freaks are all up in arms. This is an endorsement. 
of religion by government. Uh, no, it's our national motto, you putts. This is, this is an endorsement of religion. And the, haven't you ever heard of separation of church and state? Yeah, it was a, a letter from, from uh, Jefferson to, was it, was it the Marbury Baptist or the Dan? No, it must have been the Marbury Baptists. I, gotta, I always get that, that. Hold on a second. Uh, letter to the Marbury Baptist. It, it, was, it was an assurance that there would be no religion. It's the Danbury Baptists. Uh, there would be no official religion of the United States. That was the letter. That was what the letter was about. We can assure you, there will be that separation of church and state. There is nothing that prohibits those in government, those serving in government or government itself, to acknowledging the existence of a god or God. In particular, why? It, because it was so instrumental. Um to the foundation of this country. And I, forgive me, folks, I am distracted because there's breaking news. Stand by. We're going to New York City. Fox News is reporting. Whenever there's a big event in New York City because of the size of our police and fire forces, uh, you just see an army of police and, and firemen there. And, and we do at this time. We're told tactical units are on, are on scene. They are looking for what's being called an active shooter and the first call came in right at 25 30 minutes ago 255 eastern daylight time this afternoon so they've been on this and very quickly uh, all we know about these two patients is that they are shot nypd has sent out and avoid the area warning again it's 1650 grand concourse uh in the bronx here in new york city for those of you who are watching us Two people shot uh, reportedly. It looks like Fox News is the only one reporting this. Uh, CNN scooped once again. MSNBS scooped once again. Uh, again, that could also be, it's, it's not in and of itself best to be first, folks. It's always best to be accurate. But it looks like they have their ducks in a row over at the Fox News Channel news desk. And they're reporting a shooting in the Bronx at a hospital. At least two people shot they are looking for a suspect. So uh, where was I? Uh, yes, in God we trust. The Freedom From Religion Foundation has uh, pledged to, you know, sue. This, this is what they do. They go around and they sue Christians and they sue Jews. They don't sue Muslims. They're afraid of Muslims because Muslims are a politically protected class here in the United States and around the globe. And there's that whole jihadi element of the Muslim community that takes attacks on their faith rather seriously. But the cowards in Wisconsin, the Freedom From Religion Foundation, uh, they are up in arms over this Kaufman County, Texas, uh, in God we trust. It, it, it does so happen to be on the currency. It does so happen to be the national motto. So there's that. What's a motto? No, no. What's the model with you? <laughs> Not even funny. Uh, the other story comes to us from the Washington Times. Now, wrap your head around this, folks. The lawyers for an illegal alien say that he will be paid $190,000 in the city of San Francisco. Why? Because police violated a city ordinance by turning him over to 
to ICE. Now, granted, he's in the country illegally. He doesn't belong here. And the federal law is quite clear. The federal law trumps city law. And the, the officers actually behaved within the bounds of the rule of law. And that is to be punished. Uh, who is this? Olga Rodriguez reporting. A man from El Salvador is in the United States illegally, sued San Francisco after police turned him over to immigration authorities in violation of the city sanctuary law. He is to be awarded $190,000. Now, let that sink in for a minute. Federal law trumps state and city law, but the city is still going to pay up. Pedro Figueroa uh, Zarqueño, age 33, reached the settlement agreement with the city attorney's office, said Saria Hussein, a staff attorney at the Asian Law Caucus who represented Zarqueño. The agreement must be approved by the Board of Supervisors. We have to ensure that each and every local law enforcement official is following those sanctuary policies. And we are seeing... Uh, And we are seeing in Mr. Figueroa's case that it didn't happen. So what this so-called attorney at law is saying is we have to make sure that the San Francisco area police officers are violating federal law on a regular basis by enforcing a city sanctuary policy, which, by the way, we'll get to it. The I'm sorry. What was that? (laughs) Sorry. Just ask Ellie. I, I do this kind of stuff. Through, oh, I, I just got a, uh, never mind. I just got a vocal cue that none of you guys could hear. Or maybe you could because now my eardrums are bleeding. Um, <laughs> anywho, <laughs> this is, Ellie, you got to tell her this is just my way. Uh, this is, I just, screwing around with people. It's a Friday before a long holiday weekend. It's, it's just, we're just having a little fun. Anywho, uh, back to this sub. Uh, this story, so what you guys have to understand is, is that the city of San Francisco has set up an ordinance that violates federal law. And they expect everybody within the confines of their little their little Gestapo outpost there inside of San Francisco to thumb their nose at federal law and obey these city elders, these leftists. And they're going to make sure that no officer is disincentivized or is incentivized to follow the rule of law. So that's why the penalty is so steep. And this illegal alien is being paid 190,000 taxpayer dollars. Uh, We took some very serious steps yesterday because of the president's tweeting. Y'all didn't hear about it, but we're going to tell you about it as not one, but two laws were passed. Very important laws are well, what the, the bills were passed in the, House of Representatives. Goes on to the Senate now. We hope they they take it seriously. Kate's law and punishing punishing sanctuary cities like the city of San Francisco for their illegal and their anti-American ordinances. Back in a minute, we'll detail all of that, folks, on the Chris Salcedo Show. But seriously, how is it that an illegal alien can get paid $190,000 for city officials actually enforcing law? The Chris Salcedo Show. We'll be right back. The Blaze Radio Network.
You're taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. Since uh, the conversation the last couple of days has been about tweets uh, and nothing but tweets, I thought I'd share a couple. First off, uh, from Britt Hume over at Fox News, who, uh, well, maybe I should give you my reaction first and I'll tell you what he uh, tweeted. I said, thanks for your thorough assessment of what passes for journalism at the New York Times. And what did Britt Hume tweet out? He said, what a chicken story. What a chicken story. (laughs) This is Britt Hume. Trump interrupts call to compliment female reporters' nice smile. The New York Times felt it necessary to take up page space, ink space, or internet space with a story that adds absolutely no value to anybody's life in an effort to paint Donald Trump as as some sort of misogynist, as some sort of lech. And Brit Hume rightly calls it out as a chicken blank story, a chicken poop story, and I'm cleaning that up. So hat tip to Brit Hume, one of my favorite journalists of all time. Now he's in kind of the editorial realm. And then the other tweet comes from the guy who started the tweeting controversy these last, uh, you know, 48 hours. Donald Trump himself. This time he says, if Republican senators are unable to pass what they are working on now, they should immediately repeal and then replace at a later date. Reflecting Rand Paul's suggestion, Ben Sass coming out and supporting that way of doing things. You know, at the very least, it you know, the Democrats will never help, but it would at least light a fire under some of these intransigent, uh, phony Republicans to to cooperate if they have to if they have to vote on these things separately. And Rand Paul was saying, you know, hey, the, these so-called Republicans love to spend other people's money. So, um, you know, repeal Obamacare, get rid of this garbage and um, and. uh Sorry, I'm distracted once again as Fox News continues to follow this breaking news. They have they have upped the people shot total, folks. It's no longer two people, three doctors now, they are reporting, have been shot. CNN has finally caught up with uh, what's going on. And um, MSNBC, they don't do news. <laughs> so they apparently don't care. Uh, about something or, or don't recognize what real news is. Uh, hold on. Before, before I get into what I was going to talk about, let me just dip in and see what the latest is. The armed units floor to floor at this hospital in the Bronx, uh, searching for whoever this gunman is. Uh, all we know is active shooter situation. Three doctors, according to FDNY, speaking to the New York Times, are victims there. We know that one of those doctors, according to witnesses, was being treated by obviously other doctors inside the hospital. This is not a trauma center, but a pretty well-known hospital up in the Bronx uh, with a lot of traffic in and out of there. The gunfire reported just about uh, 40, 50 minutes ago now, 45 minutes ago at that hospital in the Bronx. We're, we're working to determine the condition of these patients up there. We, we know, according to authorities, that uh, three doctors have been shot. All right, so that's the update. Uh, let's get on to other news. Yesterday was rather historic. And if Donald Trump's tweet hadn't 
dominated, it probably would have been, well, there'd have been some really good stories coming out of yesterday. The energy, the energy uh, speech he gave, and also something that was passed in the House of Representatives. Two things, actually. But instead, this is what the focus was on. She was bleeding badly from a facelift. I said no. The tweets, and remember the White House has repeatedly said that the president's tweets are the equivalent of presidential statements. There are venomous tweets about the host of a cable TV news show. The president's target, Morning Joe co-host Mika Brzezinski. A president who has thrived on pushing the envelope of civility and pounding his critics, proving he has not lost the ability to shock and change the conversation. Yes, uh, as we anticipated, very much one-sided coverage. Now, Lester Holt says, uh, you know, that this president uh, bashing his critics. Um, or how, how did Lester Holt put that? I've done pushing the envelope of civility. Pushing the envelope of civility. Now, he blames Donald Trump. But Lester Holt doesn't look to his own backyard, MSNBC. Nothing makes a man feel better than making a fake cover of a magazine about himself, lying every day and destroying the country. Okay. It's a good feel. Well, where are your hands in that photo? <laughs> oh, well, he's covering his hands here because they're dizzy. I think he's such a narcissist. It is possible that he's mentally ill in a way. My mother's had dementia for 10 years. That sounds like the sort of thing my mother would say today. Lester Holt, isn't that also pushing the envelope of civility? And that happens day in and day out over on that channel, on that morning show. So whereas I think you're correct in your assessment of this tweet as being uh, uh, pushing the envelope of civility, if you truly or your news agency truly had a an emphasis on balance or fairness you would also point out that the rhetoric that comes out of this 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 show on MSNBC uh is also pushing the envelope of civility sarah huckabee sanders was questioned about this yesterday at the press briefing. I mean, I think that the president has been uh, attacked mercilessly on personal accounts by members on that program. And I think he's been very clear that when he gets attacked, uh, he's going to hit back. I think the American people elected somebody who's tough, who's smart, and who's a fighter. And that's Donald Trump. And I don't think that it's a surprise to anybody that he fights fire with fire. Now, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was wondering out loud, as many people tried to characterize this, an attack by a very powerful man, the most powerful man in the world, the president of the United States on a poor helpless, defenseless Mika Brzezinski. Nothing makes a man feel better than making a fake cover of a magazine about himself, lying every day and destroying the country. Okay. It's a good feel. Well, where are your hands in that photo? <laughs> oh, well, he's covering his hands here because they're dizzy. Yeah, uh, defenseless. Just just a sweet and, and uh, innocent as the, and as pure as the wind-driven snow. Mika Brzezinski over at MSNBS. Anyway, Sarah Huckabee, Noted that, you know, along with uh, the, the bashing of the president and the pushing the envelope of civility against the president, 
the members of the, the Morning Joe team also bash Republican women on a regular basis, but there doesn't seem to be any outrage over that. What do you feel about the president attacking another woman specifically for her looks, and what does that show as an example to how men should be treating other women? I, uh, look, everybody wants to make this a, a, an attack on a woman. and a What about the constant attacks that he receives or the rest of us? I'm a woman, and I've been attacked by this show multiple times. So is Kellyanne Conway. So is any woman who dares associate with the Trump administration or work for the Trump administration. But that's okay. It's okay to bash Republican women and to attack Republican women. Isn't that right, Democrats? Isn't that right, Morning Joe? Isn't that right, Mika Brzezinski, some of the hateful things you people have said about Republican women? That's okay. But you attack a liberal woman and the world comes crashing down. Now, I do not bring this up to you to excuse or exonerate in any way what Donald Trump tweeted. You know my big problem with that tweet was that it drowned out his actual agenda. And I think it's kind of silly to step on your own message. It doesn't make much sense. But I'm also fair enough, count, uh, contrary to uh, what these other individuals in media who call themselves press, I will give you both sides. And let you know about, uh, I, I can condemn what the president tweeted and also condemn what these so-called hosts do on a daily basis. Up next, historic day. Again, something that we should have been concentrating on exclusively. The United States House of Representatives passing two bills. One called Kate's Law. The other to rein in lawless anti-american sanctuary cities i'll be right back telling the truth it's one of those jobs american liberals won't do that's why we need the liberty loving latino chris salcedo the blaze radio network This Salcedo Show. Listen. Dial. Speak. 888-900-3393. Mary Ramirez coming up next hour, and we'll also talk to, uh, well, the largest, a representative of the largest generation in our country, the millennials. They're bigger than the baby boomers, folks, so they uh, they matter. They matter, and we're going to get an idea of what's uh, on one millennial's mind who writes quite frequently. Liz Wolf will be in to talk about some things on her radar screen. We're going to ask her about Trump and what she thinks, too. Uh, anyway, yesterday this happened. Fox News Channel's Peter Ducey outlines, uh, I think, a turning point. A turning point where the United States actually starts to once again value its citizens over illegal aliens. By passing Kate's law and a bill that punishes sanctuary cities, House Republicans whose campaigns included promises to get tough on illegal immigrants got a win. But there are many families whose lives have been torn apart by the current system who are still feeling a deep sense of loss tonight. 
this was premeditated, planned torture of my kid. Laura Wilkerson's son Joshua was killed after being beaten and set on fire by someone in this country illegally. I hope that, that no one else has to sit up here and tell how horribly their kid was tortured or mur murdered. Yeah, I... Uh... This this incident, and we've talked when we did our special illegal immigration, not a victimless crime. Um, I believe this woman was on the special. And we had her on and we talked to her. And it happened in Texas. Can you imagine being the parent of a child who was kidnapped, tortured, burned, burned by and, you know, that if your government had been doing its job, it never would have happened. Now, if it was some random American citizen, it'd be one thing. But this cat that did it to, to her son should never have been allowed to be here. He should never have gained access to the United States because he was here illegally. So there are, there are those in our society, and they are of one political party, and one ideology who stand up for the, the, the barbarians who do this to our citizens and keep on fighting for the right for these people to be here illegally. Are killed by somebody that shouldn't have been in this country. Now Republicans in Congress say they are trying to prevent any more pain like that. Sanctuary cities are putting lives at risk. The GOP introduced a bill today that gives sanctuary cities a choice. Follow federal immigration laws or lose federal funds. If you're going to receive taxpayer dollars from the federal government to uh, uh, keep people safe, that you've got to follow the law. The other bill considered today, Kate's Law, named for Kate Steinle, murdered by an illegal immigrant in San Francisco. Kate's Law would crack down harder on illegal immigrants who commit crimes, get deported, and come back. And today, the DHS secretary came to the Capitol with a warning for Democrats. I'm offended when members of this institution exert pressure and often threaten me and my officers to ignore the laws. That line did not sit well with Democrats. Uh, you know, to have a difference of opinion... Uh, on a matter is not a threat. Uh, well, I, I beg to differ. You, you, you folks on the left side of the aisle threaten quite frequently. And then you name call and you call people bigots and prejudice because we want to enforce the rule of law and don't think it's a good idea to keep illegal alien felons around. As a matter of fact, some of your, your compatriots in sanctuary cities sue states like Texas fighting for that right to keep illegal alien felons on the streets of America. It's disgusting. Democrats argue that punishing sanctuary cities could backfire. Well, these cities don't comply to get money taken away from them, and then crime will go up. Oh, yes. <laughs> what a canard that is. While others argue the GOP is trying to discriminate and distract. Healthcare not going well? Let's just hate some Mexicans today. That is uh, loudmouth leftist Latino. Congressman Gutierrez. Several problems I have with his statement there. Uh, chief among them that he believes that if we're talking about illegal alien felons, that we're talking about Mexicans. Uh, uh, people of Mexican descent who are who are in the United States of America legally. And might I say to Congressman Gutierrez, you're full of crap. You're full of crap. And. I resent you trying to equate 
Latinos to illegal activity. You are a reprobate, sir. And you do not deserve the office that you occupy because you advocate anti-American, anti-rule of law stances. And you should be removed from office if anybody was in your district had a conscience. Back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> 